Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. And indeed, you are on cruise control, and so are we. I'm Les Jackson. The other guy is Fred Staub. This Hello. is Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. And uh, we have a real variety of subjects to talk about this week. Uh, we're going to cover kind of everything. And uh, listen, Fred, I've got a 78... Uh, Lincoln Zephyr for sale for only $29,000. Are you interested? Oh, wow. That is a deal, Les. And uh, <laughs> probably uh, probably it is a deal because $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 over the manufacturer's suggested retail price of new vehicles. That's what some buyers have been paying. Is this the new normal? Will it continue even after the chip shortage goes away. Well, we'll tell you what one automotive executive thinks, and he's not too happy about it. No, and some of the others aren't either. And meanwhile, uh, Kia shows off its plug-in hybrid Sportage. It's a cool little SUV. Yeah. Uh, They're at the Chicago Auto Show. We have the details on it. Um, Every time they, they refresh it, uh, it just gets better and better. Yeah, it sure does. It's always been a great seller for them, and uh, this one is going to be a great seller for them as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Also, cars are getting safer, but the roads are getting more dangerous. What's that mean? What, why is that happening? You know why, Les Jackson? I do know why, and we will uh, we'll tell everybody why a little bit later when we cover that. End of civilization. And- That's what I think it is. It's uh, I'm 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 blaming it on my grandmother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but over at Volvo, the question is: Are they planning a secret electric-powered SUV for the U.S. market? Well, one report says yes, and it may be built in the U.S. for the U.S. market, maybe exclusively for that. So. That'd be cool. I don't think they'll keep it a secret for too long. You don't sell too many (laughs) that way. Hey, what about the model XJ9 2000? Uh, I can't talk about that. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Uh, It officially doesn't exist, but you can buy it at your local dealer. Yeah. And uh, you have a uh, at-the-wheel review, don't you? We love to drive them and talk about them. Yes, the Hyundai Veloster R-Spec. for those boy racers who want to uh, get a get a speeding ticket as quickly as possible, yeah, I, that's uh, what, this is your car. I think of you as a boy racer. Lesson. When, when I say Les Jackson, I say boy <laughs> that's racer. What, that's what everybody says. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Like I always say, if you're going out to buy a vehicle, listen up. Because we have yep. the inside scoop on new models, some of the deals that are coming up, and what you might experience when you enter 
the inner sanctum of the dealer. So uh, oh, boy. <laughs> stay tuned uh. to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub and Les Jackson with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're glad you're along for the ride. Um, yeah, we have been encountering this and hearing stories, of course, there is a car shortage due to the chips, due to supply chain. Used yep. cars are up $10,000. Um, I experienced this, a friend of the family, Honda fan. She had a Honda that had big mileage on it. It had a problem. It wasn't worth fixing. She's like, okay, I'll go get a new Civic. They had one Civic on the lot, $5,000 over MSRP. Oh, and... There's nothing you can do about it. You need the car. They're just going to do it. And the dealers, many of them feel justified doing this. We can't get cars, so, you know, we're going to charge more over. And you have a story that's much more egregious than (laughs) $5,000. It's, uh, well, I told this story a few months ago that, uh, and at the time it was the most, it was a Mercedes dealer here in D.C. that uh, had an S-Class, $132,000 S-Class Mercedes. Right. They sold it uh, to an embassy staff person for a $60,000 markup. Wow. Wow. And I thought, okay, it couldn't get worse than that. Well, it did. Right. It got worse? <laughs> it got worse. Uh, a different Mercedes dealer just charged uh, somebody, I don't know who it was, what, what they do for a living, um, buying uh, one of those Galanda wagons, which are the really G-Wagon. kind of stupid. Uh-huh. Uh, and those themselves are extremely expensive. Yeah, they're almost $200,000. Almost two hundred. dollars Well, that one yeah. was marked up an additional $100,000. Wow. That that's I, that's really highway robbery. It yeah. is, it yeah. is. And by the way, uh, you know, forgetting about these these extremes, uh, paying five thousand dollars more for a Civic, or I, I, I I've heard I don't know anyone personally, but I've heard of a friend of a of a friend that uh, bought a, a Camry, and it was marked up three thousand. Uh huh. Um, and now. You know the the irony here is that the 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 sticker on the car, the window sticker, the Monroney, that's what it's called, yep. was put in place by Congress, Mike Monroney, the congressman that's right. whose name is uh, back in the early seventies, because dealers were lying about what the cars were going to cost. They would just put their own. Sticker. <laughs> I and think it should cost ten thousand more. Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted a, you know, a, an Impala, it was instead of being five thousand dollars, it was they were saying, oh well, that's sixty two fifty. You know, and so Congress enacted the Monroney Law, mm-hmm. which requires that sticker to be there to give right. you the suggested retail price. The irony is. The law doesn't matter. No, um, it's suggested. It, you know, the, it's the suggested. dealers are just saying, I don't care about that sticker. Yeah. Uh, there is no 
uh, law uh, uh, in place or used to be, but mm -hmm. the Reagan administration days, they got rid of the usury laws which took this out. So it's not illegal for these people to charge whatever they want. No. And uh, our friend of the family said, I think that's illegal and it's actually not illegal. Is it no. a great thing to do? No. Is it a great business move? No, short-sighted, but it is what they do. Um, now yep. uh, it's uh, over at Ford, uh, Jim Farley, their CEO is getting pretty upset about this. And it has to do with the F-150 Lightning. Now, F-150 Lightning, of course, is the electric F-150. Mm -hmm. A lot of excitement about it. They're, you know, they're trying to crank up production of the vehicle because it just, you know, there's so much demand for it already. Uh, people are going to be waiting for a number of years. Well, dealers are taking advantage of this. And one Ford dealership is charging $30,000 over MSRP. That has angered Jim Farley, the CEO of Ford. Uh, and the dealers were told uh, that markups are negatively impacting customer satisfaction and they are damaging the Ford Motor Company brand and dealer body reputation. So this week, Jim Farley issued a stern threat during an earnings call, and he restated that troublesome markups that some dealers are charging the Mr. Vehicle shortage. He remarked, it's only about 10% of the dealer network that is guilty of this. But he said, we have very good knowledge of who they are and their future allocation of product will be directly impacted. Basically, they won't get vehicles to sell. So do you want to make your money and then end your business? Or do you want to keep doing business and treat people right well well the interesting thing here is they're saying it's 10 percent of the dealers i don't know about you but around dc here here well let's let's uh, pick that up after the break we will be right back got it cruise control yes indeed before the break we were talking about the the dealers many dealers uh, marking up vehicles and taking unfair advantage of the customers. Um, around D.C., as I was mentioning, Fred, it's basically all the dealers. Uh, you know, if there were a dealer selling it what you wanted, MSRP, uh, and all the others aren't, then you'd go to that dealer. But it's not the case. Uh, they're all doing it. And um, I agree with you. It's short-sighted. It's costing the public massive amounts of money you had a figure it was what, three and a half billion dollars yeah, this comes from fox business <clears throat> they spoke to an analyst that estimated the total value of dealer markups at 3.6 billion dollars approximately half the increased revenue per unit reported by ford last year um, and right. of course just, gm oh. is worried about this with the upcoming z06 that's going to be tight uh, Steve uh, Steve Carlisle, who's GM's uh, uh, general uh, general manager, is uh, sent a communication to uh, Chevrolet dealers saying that they are r at risk of losing their Z06 Corvette allocation if excessive markups occur. So they're on their radar, aren't they? That's uh, that's good to hear. I think. The manufacturers uh, are basically putting their foot down. And, um, you know, I, it's just wrong. 
Yeah. Well, uh, let's move on to something a little bit uh, a little bit better than that, and we're going to talk about a vehicle that was shown at the Chicago Auto Show, uh, which uh, is ongoing right now, which is which is great <laughs> to have an auto show, isn't it, Les? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Listen, the DC Auto Show was hugely attended. Uh, there were no problems that um, that I heard of from from the uh, promoters and the, the people who run it and uh the public was very happy yeah well let's talk a little bit about this kia sportage plug-in hybrid of course for 2023 the sportage is all new uh they sh- have been showing this off in chicago as we said and you can even get it with their x line you know how all the manufacturers are are showing off a little bit tougher looks well the x line treatment Includes satin chrome surrounds uh, on the side mirrors and roof racks and um, gloss black treatment, 19-inch alloy wheels. Uh, So uh, you can get it with that appearance package. But the great thing is uh, this plug-in hybrid uh, is uh, 32 miles, gets 32 miles of all-electric range. And then, of course, it becomes just like a regular hybrid. Power's not too bad. It's got a 1.6-liter four-cylinder engine producing 177 horsepower, and, and that's uh, bolstered up with a 66.9-kilowatt electric motor uh, that kicks in uh, a decent, uh, a decent power to make this thing around the 250-horsepower range all in. And... Uh, you couple that with a six-speed automatic transmission. You know what I said, that six speeds is better than nine speeds yep. in my estimation? Yep. Uh, yep. Six is enough. So you can get a full charge with a level two charger of the battery in two hours, which is not bad at all. And 32 miles of range, you can do some damage with that. That's uh, That gets you probably, if you're just doing local errands, uh, a couple of days to a week of around town driving, right? Well, it would. Uh, around here, uh, of course, we live inside the Beltway. <laughs> uh, you know, 36-mile uh, range would give two to three days of just a simple commute. Yeah, yeah. So there you have it. The Kia from Kia America, the new name, of course. Uh, that is uh, the Sportage, which is a nice-looking vehicle that really – Needed an update because it looked it looked like it was uh, had been around for a while. This Sportage looks really nice, looks really modern, and a great looking vehicle. I think it will be a big seller for them, and it's built in the U.S. too. So. Yep, consistently a big seller for Kia. Yeah, first one came off the line, I believe, in Georgia not that long ago. Uh, so the yeah, twenty twenty Kia Sportage. Uh, you know, we're used to seeing the Sportages, the current ones. Yeah. I saw one of the originals uh, on the road a couple of weeks ago, and boy, is it small. You know, compared to the new ones, it, they've really grown. Yeah. Yeah, they really have grown. Uh, even from the last generation of the Kia Sportage, which was kind of egg-like. I think I went, right. I went on the reveal of that a long time ago. Um, this one is is looks much longer and much bigger and uh yeah it uh, that's what they do i mean that's always been the case uh, vehicles just grow in size 
Sure. Uh, and uh, they make it bigger and bigger and bigger. So, so uh, there you have it. Um, let's talk about a, a car that a lot of people love, and it is uh, true that they love it because it is the best-selling sedan car for a long time in the U.S., and that is the Honda Civic. Honda Civic has been the best-selling passenger car for six years, and th that's pretty. That's a pretty big deal, don't you think? It is. It is. Uh, it's always been a terrific car. And speaking of something that's grown in size over the years. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, huge. And uh, you know, it's just a lot of car for the money. They're they last forever. Yeah. They definitely do. And uh, remember, they kind of redid the interior after removing all the buttons off of it and kind of going low rent on a couple of generations ago of the Civic. This one looks good. It looks like a sort of a classic sports car. Plus, it's got the glass cockpit and the uh, big screen for infotainment and navigation. This is the 11th generation of it. It was named the 2022 North American Car of the Year. And it is certainly a car we could recommend here on Cruise Control uh, for someone looking for some great uh, transportation. It comes in a sedan or a hatchback and the Performance Civic SI sedan. Um, and, you know, uh, no more two-door, by the way. They haven't done that for a while, have they? No, they haven't for quite a while. It um, was introduced in 1973. Remember when it came out, it had the bolt-on turn signals? They looked like fog lights. <laughs> I do. Um, I had a next-door neighbor who for many years had a 77 Civic. He only got rid of it about, oh, I guess less than 10 years ago. And it was still running. It was still running. Yeah. So uh, big news for Honda. I'm sure they are celebrating that, and the 11th generation of the Civic is doing well. And certainly, you know, even, even on sedans, if you go to a dealer these days, they're going to try to do – some uh, markup on it because the the supply of them is just yep. so tight it is just so tight um when you drive by dealers it's just empty lots it's it's really it is incredible. very it's almost depressing when you drive by them yeah well you know here on cruise control we talk about a lot of vehicles and we get excited about them and say hey that's going to be great but We'll, when will we see some of these things? You know, when when will you be able to walk yeah. into a dealer and say, oh, yeah, I've got five of them on the lot. What color were you interested in? Not for a while. Well, not for quite a while. And this is affecting the press fleets, the, the vehicles that we test, mm -hmm. uh, because they're slow in coming. <laughs> if they could sell it. Why have yeah. us drive it around? <laughs> if they can sell it. And people yeah, like us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's getting it's it's going to get real bad, I think, in late spring for us, because it's the 22s uh, that are so, so slow and coming to the dealers. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And they won't keep the 21s around much longer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we'll help you navigate through it here on Cruise Control. If you are going out to buy a new vehicle and you're like, whoa, what just happened Don't. here? Don't. <laughs> Don't. If you can avoid it, I would say yeah. avoid it. Yeah. So, hey, we're coming up on Cruise Control. We got plenty more to go. We're going to talk about cars that are safer but roads more dangerous. 
and Volvo Secret SUV. All that and more when we come back on Cruise Control. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Okay, we promised uh, at the beginning of the show that we would have a variety of stories. And one of the things we mentioned is that uh, cars, while they've gotten safer and safer, the roads haven't. Uh-huh. And uh, boy, the, the statistics are grim. Yeah, they really are, Les. It uh, comes from NHTSA, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Just five-minute drive from where I'm sitting. All right. And the National Highway Traffic Safety Admission, uh, Administration's latest figures tell the story. In 2021, an estimated 31,000 720 people's lives were claimed by traffic fatalities from January through September. That's about a 12% increase over what typically happens. That's three years in a row. Uh, And that's the highest percentage increase during the first nine months in the history of fatality analysis reporting. And uh, the Miles traveled increased in the first nine months of last year compared to 2020. Well, that's understandable because people were off the road in 2020. Um, And the report also says fatalities increased in 38 states and remained flat in two and decreased in 10. Uh, So what is causing this? Uh, They say, of course, cars have gotten... Uh, safer and you have pedestrian safety, you have all kinds of automatic braking and that. Uh, but really, you got to remember, people are driving some older cars out there because they can't get newer cars, right? Well, that's like we were true. we just talking about. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, we talked about this on cruise control uh, a week or so ago, how the pedestrian safety systems don't really work well at night which is a bad thing because if someone's wearing a dark coat and crossing the street uh, and the system doesn't see them and you don't see them, that can lead to something bad, can it? Well, that's right. And uh, NHTSA has, you know, has been uh, looking at the, the data uh, and some of these semi-autonomous features uh, that are supposed to take care of your steering and automatic braking. They're not uh, effective as uh, as effective as people think they are because people, and we talk about this all the time, people have this false sense that the car is driving itself. And we keep saying, no, it's not. It's semi-autonomous. It's yeah. helping you drive. Yeah, it's helping you. Yeah, so I think personally i my opinion is one of the reasons this is happening is that people have a false sense of security uh from all the hype that's been around these things and they're not paying attention as much yeah but do you think the average person that doesn't listen to cruise control even knows these systems are here because we always said 
automatic braking, uh, lane keeping. I mean, a right. lot of that, if you don't know what it is, um, you're not, you're just not even going to know it's there or not. That's right. You won't use it. So, uh, also I go back to my thought that there's a lot more vehicles on the road that don't have this. Um, that's true. I, maybe people have decided to drive a little bit on the edge more than they had. I mean, I see that. Um, I think that's true. And I think another factor, um, I don't think there's any one reason all this is happening, but there's another factor is people are keeping their vehicles longer mm -hmm. and they're not maintaining them quite as well as they should. Yep. Financial reasons, whatever. Yep. And, um, you know, and uh, they don't brake fast enough. Um, you know, the tires don't uh, have as much traction as they did. Mm -hmm. And they're just getting into crashes more. Okay. So... A little bit of a combination of everything, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting interesting story for sure. Well, what while we're talking about safety, one company has kind of cut their teeth on safety. Interesting story, uh, I think it was on Autoblog, uh, who originally got it from Automotive News. They cited an unidentified source <laughs> that was familiar with the <laughs> matter. Sounds like a very political thing, but yes. uh, that there's going to be a new EV SUV from Volvo based on an all new electric platform, and it will come with the very latest autonomous driving technology, which are, of course, semi autonomous at this point, no matter what Elon Musk says. Um, and it's currently codenamed codenamed V five four six, which this article says isn't the final name. Well, thank goodness for that. How's your yeah. V? I've got the brown V five four six out front. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it what? is expected to be <laughs> Volvo's third battery electric vehicle and will be manufactured at Volvo's North Charleston, South Carolina facility with production duty shared with an undisclosed Chinese plant to be named later. <laughs> undisclosed Chinese plant. Yeah. Uh, based on the concept recharge, it will be a global model, uh, and they hope to produce 100,000 units annually. Well, that's mysterious, isn't it? It is. I, I, think, I think they'll be doing this. I think... Um, things like this don't leak out if they don't have a great deal of truth to them. Yeah, I agree. It it could yeah. be a uh, it could be a you know a purposeful leak. But and this is exactly what Volvo would do. Yeah, it's not it's not shocking. It's not like oh my gosh, yeah. I can't believe what they're they're, doing. they're ahead of they're ahead of an awful lot of other companies in autonomous driving. They've had a fleet of a hundred fully autonomous vehicles driving the roads of Europe and the U.S. Uh, now for six years. If anyone could do a full self-driving vehicle safely, it probably would be Volvo because they're yep. not going to blow years of safety, you know, supporting safety and um, basing their branding on safety by putting out something that's not quite that's right. right. Now, of course, only their engineers are driving these. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I've ridden in one. Uh, 
and they're they're incredible, but they're they're just being driven, and and all the data is being collected so they can work out mm-hmm. uh, everything they need to work out, and it's a huge complexity. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, I tell you what, let's talk a little tech, shall we? This is about some technology. I think it is perhaps one of the oldest bits of technology that has not really been touched on any vehicle. You know, we, we've we've modernized everything. We've modernized dashboards. We were just talking about safety. We've modernized infotainment, everything. But what can you think of one item that really is basically the same as it was almost 100 years ago? What would you think it is? Well, I happen to know what it is. Well, I know you read the notes for the show, so <laughs> that's that's right. But if you think about it, um, there are only two technologies that have been the same all that time. One is the uh, the fill valve, the Schrader valve that On fills your, tire. your tires. Yeah, and the other is a windshield wiper. Well, we're going to talk about the windshield wiper. Yeah, and this article com- comes from Car Buzz because they have their person in the patent uh, office, and they have found that Ferrari is looking to redesign the windshield wiper, do away with the arms or have an arm that's much lighter because they will be jetting air into the edge of the windshield at high speed to blow away debris and water. Uh, And tiny vibrations and air to get rid of this. So it's sort of like how they clean your teeth <laughs> with that uh, <laughs> ultrasonic cleaner. Uh, but they would use these tiny vi- vibrations and, and air to blow it away, basically kind of uh, vibrate them loose and then blow them away. Um, and this would do away with the need for large motors for windshield wipers. It would be um, somewhat lighter. And, and also, if you think about it, not that this is a concern on a Ferrari, but you would not have all that mechanism out in the snow and ice and rain, those arms. That's right. And, yeah. So uh, what do you think about this, Les? Uh, it sounds like an interesting idea. Of course, there's another concept uh, from Tesla where they want to use lasers to clean the Well, windshield. yeah, I've already poo-pooed that entire <laughs> room. But, technology. But you think about it, wiper arms and blades – Maybe blades have gotten a little bit better, but not not much. Not much. <laughs> it's still the same concept. A spring holds tension against the arm to keep it against and the, rubber. Yeah. So uh, we, and and a windshield that gets incredibly dirty incredibly quickly. Yeah. With road salts and oils and air contamin, uh, you know, pollution. Well, who knows? Um, it's it's just amazing, and of course. It always streaks right in front of the driver's eyes. It's true. Hey, we'll be right back with Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back hey. to Cruise Control. <laughs> hey, Les. <laughs> hey, Fred. So I just wanted to throw over to you because you're going to do an at-the-wheel review of the Hyundai Veloster R-Spec, right? 
the Hyundai Veloster Turbo R spec. Oh. Uh, to be exact. Now, <clears throat> um, for those that don't know what the Veloster is, it's a small uh, two seat sports coupe. Yeah. Um, and by small, I mean small. Um, so, and, and that means uh, for people like me who are teenagers who have been around a very, very long time, <laughs> um, All right. it takes a little bit of doing to get into them. In fact, for anyone, anyone who's kind of large. Has a low, uh, it, low roof, right? It, very low roof. Uh, it's about waist high when you stand next to it. And, and uh, you've got to, you know, you have to kind of bend and curl to, to get into them. Okay. Uh, very comfortable once you're inside. All right. Uh, seats have lots of bolster. Right. Well, the, the Turbo R-Spec is the high-performance version of the Veloster. You've got the, uh, the Veloster, the Premium Veloster, the Turbo R-Spec, the Turbo, and the Turbo Ultimate. Okay. Um, but the R-Spec is the one that's designed, as I said earlier at the intro, uh, for the boy racers. That's you. You know, that is less. It's Jackson, loud, boy. Boy, you know, loud and loud. Proud. Lots of lots of cladding. <laughs> uh, it's there to 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 let people know, I've got a fast car. I want you to notice it. And I've got cladding, man. I have cladding. I have. Uh, you know, yellow Brembo brakes and okay. and all of that stuff. Okay, so once you're inside, um, lots of instrumentation, actually very high quality interior. And and let me just say that this is all of this is a, is a suggested retail price right. yeah, of twenty three thousand four fifty. Really? That's so. It's a lot of lot of car. Yeah, uh, for that money, and and by the way, by a lot of car, that's a <laughs> that's uh, you know a, a, a one and a half liter turbo with two hundred and one horsepower. Wow, this one hundred and ninety five pound feet of torque. So this is not a slow car. This would be a great little autocrosser, wouldn't it? Oh boy, yeah. This this is the ideal car for autocrossing. For driving out uh, in the countryside and winding up the and twisties. down mountain roads, twisties, uh, the, briskly, briskly navigating the twisties. How's that? The, briskly navigating the twisties. Uh, it's it's it honestly it's hard to keep this thing going slow. Okay. Uh, by the way, it only comes with a six-speed manual. Okay. If you want an automatic, no. If you want to. Uh, you know, a seven-speed uh, paddle shifter? No. Is that all of the uh, Veloster lineup? Or no, the... Joan. Just, just the. You can get a manual in the others, but uh, actually not in the premium. But uh, this is just in the Turbo R spec. This is meant to be a driver's car. So okay. you got two pedals to the left of the throttle, and you've got, you know, this thing. <laughs> and you're supposed to know how to use it. Right. Although only uh, about 14% of America now knows how to that use That is true, including uh, uh, even a smaller percentage of other automotive uh, That's true. journalists who 
Don't get these because they don't know how to drive a stick. We get the ones that say M next to them because we know. <laughs> That's right. Um, so uh, it sounds great, but it is loud. You know, it's it's very throaty inside, lots of resonance. Um, and and uh, frankly, for everyday driving, you know, I, I think you'd have to think twice. But uh, it, it is, it, you can see out of it, great. Even, the, not, it, even out the back, because that even out the back, that rear window is kind of <clears throat> squished down. The roof. Comes That's down. true, but the mirrors are well placed to the right size. Uh, not a, you don't feel claustrophobic at all, which is, you know, uh, a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, as you and I have talked about Camaros and other cars, like sure, that. where you're driving blind, basically. Uh, is it fast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Zero to 60, eh, under five seconds. Wow. Um, and you know it's going. I mean, the, the, you get noticed. Uh, this is not something to be driving in heavy traffic uh, and, and zipping. Well, you should never do that anyway. Zipping in and out of lanes. Um, you're going to get a ticket with it. But, but overall, because this is the R spec and because the suspension is set up for autocross and maybe you know race days, it's a it's a rough ride. It's a real stiff ride. They've taken a and, lot of the give out of the suspension. Yeah, or you know, we call them bone shaker. <laughs> the bone uh, shaker. You know, spine twister, whatever. If you're, <laughs> if if you like a smooth ride, you're 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 not gonna you're gonna want a different one. Okay. But if but if you you know if you're happy with that, uh, especially if it's a second car and it's kind of your toy, yeah, then you'll have a blast in it. And even while it has all this performance, it's delivering 33 miles to the gallon on the highway. Wow. Which is, yeah, you know, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty good. It is, it actually, is actually pretty good. good for a performance. Yeah, twenty six city. Um, you can't knock it. it. Hyundai knows what they're doing here. It's you know it's a niche car. All of the Velosters are just because they're two C. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, they're they're fun. Um, would I personally own one all the time? No, because it's not terribly practical. Right. Um, for every day, certainly not going to go to Home Depot. In it. <laughs> you can, can get the trailer to tow the uh, sheetrock <laughs> behind it. Well, I already had my kayak on the top. Uh, yeah, so active lifestyle or boy racer. Exactly. Um, but uh, a cool car comes in a lot of neat colors. This was white, but um, you, you can but, get that matte finish, I believe, too, if you want. That matte, yeah, that matte finish. Uh, there's a charcoal gray. Matt finish. Uh, it's quite a machine. And as I said at the beginning, it's 23,450. And there are only a few other options uh, like uh, uh, cargo net and floor mats. Not only it adds up, the options only add up to about $500. So right. it's really um, a bargain for what it is. Uh, it's just that. You, you have to kind of know what, what you want. Well, I, once again, I go back to great autocrosser, fun, fun, uh, you yeah. know, something you could yeah. drive to an autocross event. 
have fun with it and drive it home, right? And absolutely, it, it, um, I think you found it's kind a of a, found kind of a bargain here, Les. It is a bargain, and remember, ten-year warranty on the drivetrain. Yeah, and and of course, it is a Hyundai, which means it's equipped with virtually everything. Uh, That's right. You don't have to pay through the nose for for options. Now, it, well, of course, if you buy one now, <laughs> you have to pay through the nose. It's not going to be twenty-three four fifty. No, I bet it will be ten grand over. Uh, yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, it's something to try out. If 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 that kind of vehicle uh, appeals to you, you, you really you need to get in one and take a test drive. It reminds me sort of of the Focus uh, RS, which I yeah. I thought was a fun machine, yeah. but we can no longer get it here because we need an SUV. Everyone needs an SUV. <laughs> yeah, so. and a little like the WRXs and um, you know some other cars of the past yeah well thank you very much for that review les jackson hey don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can link over to all our socials and things like that time for me to say i'm fred staub i'm les jackson we're gonna see you down the road bye cruise control streams live every saturday starting at 10 a.m eastern Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.